When I was a kid, I wanted to be an architect, and now I'm an interior designer. Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. My guest today is Nina Freudenberger. Nina graduated from Rhode Island School of Design with a BFA and a Bachelor's of Architecture in 2003. After working at various prestigious architecture firms, Nina opened House Interior in 2007. Her work has been awarded and published in Vogue, Architectural Digest, Elle Decor, New York Magazine, Domino, and Martha Stewart. Nina's published her first best-selling design book, Surf Shack, Laid Back, Living by the Water, in June of 2017, and her second book, Bibliostyle, How We Live at Home with Books, was published in October 2019. A third book is going to be published in the fall of 22, and she's also the designer of Whitewater Cambria and San Luis Creek Lodge. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Nina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. I'm honored. Like I was telling you right before we started recording, you came on my radar because I had the chance to stay at Whitewater Cambria and San Luis Creek Lodge with my girlfriend. And we were actually on our way back from Carmel up in Northern California. And we were trying to figure out a cool way to break up the drive back to LA. And uh, you have put Cambria on the map because I think a lot of people who even if you live in LA, it's kind of like vaguely familiar. Most people, when you tell them Cambria, they probably think of the font that's default on Microsoft Word. Um, so I feel like it was so cool to discover this new place that is actually pretty close to us here in LA. And it's kind of a hidden gem in California, it feels like for now. And uh, I just want to set the stage for people who haven't had the chance yet to stay in one of your hotels or seen the pictures yet. Um, you've described your style as warm California meets Nordic. Mm -hmm. for, for people who, like myself, just lay people who are appreciative of design but don't necessarily know what that entails, what does that mean visually for somebody who's stepping into a space that is, quote, warm California meets Nordic? Uh, you know, I think it really, uh, it's it's coming from an approach that of, of flexibility, livability, you know, comfort and uh, indoor outdoor. And that's kind of referring to the California side. Um, I love the laid back design approach, you know, the not, you know, not being fussy, uh, really focusing on how you actually live in a space and making sure that it's flexible and accommodating to how you have your domestic routine or how you use the space. The Nordic part is really speaking to the simplicity of it. So, um, you know, I really, and, and authenticity. So I do really love using materials that are real, such as woods and uh, vintage fabrics and something things that materials that have some soul to them and then i love you know making sure that everything in a room or in a space has a purpose you know and i love that simplicity aspect of the nordic living so so when you have those two styles in mind as you're walking into a hotel when, when you saw san Luis creek lodge and whitewater what were the things that were initially flooding through your brain as possibilities well, this was my first hospitality project, both of them, and they were done concurrently uh, with a very tight time frame <laughs> and, a, and a very not flexible budget. So, you know, when I was walking through, I was 
kind of really thinking about the immense, you know, the immense size of both of these projects and, and what I had to do and not necessarily, uh, you know, the scale of them. They're both uh, 25 room hotels, but it was really how much uh, I wanted to give to each room and cared about that experience. Um, you know, both were really important to me to understand the their surroundings they're actually very different even though they're only 45 minutes apart uh, they are totally different vibes different settings different buildings and because these were a remodels and they were not ground up construction i was working with what i was given so san louis san louis creek lodge was really uh it was a crazy place. It was like Adventureland meets like, I don't know, medieval times. Every building had a different vibe. There were dragons on the, in the, like on the plaques. Some of the rooms had four poster beds with like tapestries from, that were replicated to be from the middle ages, like literally <laughs> reds, dark greens, browns. It was like, it was crazy. But what was interesting about that structure was that there are three building, four buildings and each one the previous owner had done in a different style so one was like medieval times one was california craftsman and the last one was like southern inspiration and so really my goal there was to bring cohesiveness to the project to the property and also cohesiveness to the rooms there were so many different styles and I felt like it wasn't reflective of what that incredible town is. Slow is amazing and uh, modern and I think really fresh. And there's a lot of industry happening there and really cool things. And uh, I wanted to bring that. And Cambria was different. You know, Cambria is uh, felt old California to me. It was, uh, you know, it's really such a magical place. I have to say it's like hands down my favorite it is pretty untouched and it really feels like you're stepping back into time a little bit into like what California, the real like kind of hippie California central coast vibe is. And, uh, you know, you walk down the street and there are pottery stores and vintage stores and I just, everyone's so friendly and there's no like coffee bean, like <laughs> on the corner. It just feels like really taken care of and loved that town. And so I wanted to be really respectful of that. And that one is actually seaside, you know, ocean, Oceanfront, and so um, I wanted to kind of bring that in. I will say that the Cambria, you know, I think everyone thinks like California is like a surfing town, city, a country, I mean, <laughs> a surfing state, but you know, California is not only that, right? Like that's Southern California, but Central California is a completely different vibe. So um, it's not even necessarily that beach is not necessarily a swimming beach. It's more like you hang out on the boardwalk or on the shore and kind of look at that wild nature so yeah i yeah. was struck by like you're saying they're they're these two hotels are very close in proximity but you've been mindful of the fact that their surroundings are as different as you say and so for example in preparation for this conversation i was reading about how you were very intentional about making sure there's a desk in the rooms at San Luis Creek Lodge, because you know a lot of people, you know, are coming to visit the local university there. There are some tech people coming through, um, so you you knew that the people staying at this establishment, they might be here to do a little work. Whereas in Cambria, people are really there probably to take it pretty easy. And so it's interesting how those things actually affect the physical pieces and the features in the room. What are some of the things that that you know? somebody staying at a hotel, we might just plop down on the bed and not consider versus somebody like yourself who's actually designing 
these features that go in the space, like what are some of these physical features that come to mind? Or it could be space, like the way you have to leave space for bags in a way that, you know, I don't consider I just toss my bag, but you were very intentional about leaving spaces. What are some of these elements that you think about? So what's so interesting is I, well, I love traveling and there it's so interesting designing a space. And, uh, you know, I typically do private residential and, you know, you use your home a little bit different every day. Of course, there's domestic routines that kind of stick, like where you put your keys, you know, you hang your coat, you have dinner with your family, but you know, you might have friends over, you might not, you might be like, you know, every day is a tiny bit different. In a hotel room, the routine of a traveler is pretty predictable if it is, if you give it some thought, right? Like you enter the room, usually put your bag down because you want to kind of assess your new surroundings, right? Where is that bag go? And, you know, I hate the idea of like having to rummage like through and find the closet and find your luggage rack. Like there should be just a natural place that you put your luggage that's not necessarily the bed, right? You don't know where your luggage has been (laughs) or whatever. You know, and then there's the process of kind of moving through the room and, you know, so maybe um, checking out the bedside, what's happening on your bedside table. There should be, I always thought there should be something decorative and exciting that kind of is, you know, uh, smaller in scale. You should have some information on the bedside. Um, But also that the room is starting to give you clues on how to operate, whether you're working in like a little bit of a, you know, exactly like a a place to unplug or is it a place that where you might be working and Cambria is very much a place to unplug. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, the remotes aren't like right in your face, right. When you walk into the TV, you know, and then really focusing on what the space is like, you know, we really were careful, like on your bathroom countertop that there is enough space to put a makeup bag. Right. Uh, and it wasn't just all sink. Um, we were really careful in giving you flexibility for window treatments, like how you sleep. Some people sleep totally, total darkness. Some people love the light coming in. There's a spot in each room in Cambria to see the ocean. Those banquettes that are by the windows give you in every single room a view of the ocean. That was super critical to us. You know, I think there was another feature in the shower where we put the opening, you know, when you turn on your shower, that you don't have to put your entire arm in, (laughs) turn on the shower and get your arm wet. We actually put that fixture on the other side opposite from the shower head so that you could turn it on, figure out your temperature, get it kind of figured out, and then you could test it. So, you know, you don't get totally wet. So, you know, um, we included lanterns in there for in the evenings. So you, if you walk down to the local fish restaurant that's been there for a long time and is awesome, you have a way of getting your way down the road without, you know, with being careful and seeing your way. So, you know, it was really every, it was really about trying to figure out what that routine was and what you expect or might be searching for, or, you know, where you hang your robe, where do you hang your coat, what's happening. Um, And it was predicting those moments. And I think as a traveler, you kind of know what those things are. And I just tried to write them down. And at every step, I tried to accommodate that. If someone was shadowing you after you've come up with this crazy list of all the awesome things you want to put in this room, what would it look like? Like, will we just see the most insane Pinterest board or like, or, you know, photos on a cork board? Like, what does it look like as, as you're kind of gathering all these thoughts and then trying to figure out the next steps? You know, it was really, it was just lists and lists, <laughs> like of questions that I was asking myself, like really intensive 
you know, these like scribble, like you wouldn't even know what is happening. But, you know, they would come to me as I was, you know, kind of working on the room. And then I would just be like, I, I can't believe I didn't even think of that one. You know, um, it wasn't it wasn't like there's a checklist that I could find that existed. Um, I really had to think about every hotel I've been to, what it's like and what I expected for this room to make it comfortable. And because of the scale of a, a hotel room, you know, there are all these micro moments that people really notice. And that was really fun for me. So um, I tried to hone in on those. So can I ask you a dumb design question that I appreciated at staying at one of these hotels, which was the the shower door wasn't like fully till the end of the shower. Mm-hmm. And I found that I don't know if this was the intent, but the benefit for me was when I stepped out of the shower, I wasn't cold right away because I guess I, you know, the air is circulating throughout the entire room as opposed to just in the unit of the shower. But what is it or or was it just a purely aesthetic choice to design a shower that way? Because I've seen it occasionally, but that was the first time I had actually like encountered it. Yeah, it's called a splash panel. Okay. And it's done because, you know, those uh, the the doors that are sliding or whatnot are fully enclosed. It does steam up a little yeah. bit more. I also find that there's so much hardware once you add a door because of how the glass is hung, it starts to become its own beast. Yeah. And, you know, in that hotel in particular, those handmade tiles are super gorgeous. They were all laid out by hand. Like I was sitting there like, <laughs> that triangle goes there, like make your left, turn it to the right, space it out. And it would be such a shame to kind of interrupt that moment with uh, just a ton of hardware. So uh, we left it open and it uh, it was it's awesome. I prefer it that way. It's much more simple. Yeah. And I believe you use Concrete Collaborative, right? Is that who you went to for those tiles or is that a different project? That was a different tile. That was okay. those are handmade in Spain. Um, oh, okay, got but it. The, but the countertops in Whitewater were. So uh, that was fun. Yeah. So... Obviously, you get very into the details to the to the point where you're watching the triangles on the tiles. How do you how do you go about figuring the right element for this? Do you just collect a bunch of samples, or are you looking at a million things and you go, "That's the one"? How 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 does that decision making process unfold for you? Well, so the design portion of uh, doing the hotel rooms is not like me in a box and I get to do whatever I want, right? It is really um, a conversation with a team of hoteliers and like these guys are professionals at what they do. So I would present schemes and a design idea. You know, I think I did two or three and we really did the pros and cons of each. Is it easy to clean? Will it wear well? Does it read to the, per- Will it, it, is it uh, too subjective and like someone would be like, you know, a little surprised by that. Is the room too dark? Is it, you know, so we were every single step of the way, you know, I was working with a team of hotel owners that were, that know hotels. These guys, they've worked with many different designers. They understand design. They see when it's important. And they would always say to me, you know, we're, we're going to like help making these decisions. It's your design intention. If, if there's a like logistical like issue, we'll tell you and we'll give you our opinions. But if you feel strongly, you fight us on that. And actually they have really good taste. So I didn't have to fight them on anything. So, but you know, it was a conversation and everything. So it wasn't as if my first scheme was 100% a go. You know, it was, we definitely went back to the drawing board a few times to make sure that it was the right vibe for everyone included. So. I find it interesting that you came to hotels fairly recently and you, you come with being an architecture by training and also having worked in homes before. How do you think those influence your process or 
maybe maybe how did they like uh were the things you had to unlearn if that was the case uh, when it came to working on hotels you know i think it was actually only beneficial to me that i worked with private clients because i uh and i did not i don't come from a commercial background I think commercial work sometimes can get really scary really quickly, as you know, in some of those like bigger, you know, chain hotels, they start to feel not personal. And that's because they're not, you know, like they're done by uh, people that, you know, I deal with private people every single day that have different opinions and that really expect extremely high quality work. Sometimes I think that's lost in hotels because of, you know, I think people are trying to expect things that will last well forever, like, you know, no maintenance. And that is, Fine, but for me, I really love things that feel luxurious or specific or, you know, really curated to the space. And so every single thing, choice for me was as if I was presenting to a private client. And that's how I kind of treated every room. You know, every vintage piece of art was hand sourced by me. Everything was done just so that, uh, because I cared so much about each room. And And I think coming from a residential standpoint, I was really caring about how that experience was as opposed to about, you know, maybe just budget numbers or how long it will last or things like that. So one of the things I really love about speaking with designers, especially if I've had the opportunity to go to a space that they've worked on, is they sometimes have very special like parts of that space or moments that I might not have immediately picked up on, but they were in you know, they had their nose to the ground. So they could be like, that is the best table in the restaurant. So when you go to Whitewater, when you go to San Luis Creek Lodge, what are what are the things you get especially excited about um, that maybe I, I don't immediately recognize when I go to stay? I think that one of the best things personally are, I think the lobby experience is like pretty awesome at Whitewater. And you know, I actually haven't even gotten to do it yet, but my, in my head, there are is that round banquette that has the the four kind of d- tables sitting around it. There's that prime one in the front. Um, and I think going there right before sunset, like timing it, and like snagging that table and getting one of their cocktails would be like everything. Just the light starts to change. So it's so beautiful there that I would really think that that's your that's your moment right there. Yeah, it's so funny that you designed it and you still haven't had a chance to get no, the full experience. I, like, <laughs> you know, I was always up there working. And then by the right. time, uh, you know, and every time I go up, I'm usually, you know, I'm in meetings or whatever. So I always miss it. I am actually going up in a couple of weeks and that is exactly what I will be doing. I'm going to ask them to hold that table for me. And I can't wait to experience it. You know, lobbies are so interesting and and um, what a cool experience. And, you know, it really shifted during COVID and I had, there was a lot of redesign and it was like a little confusing and like, oh, but the lobby experience is a big deal. So uh, at a hotel. So that was that was uh, that was the toughest part for me personally. So absolutely. And just to set the scene for people who haven't seen photos yet or haven't been, uh, this was my first time going. I never heard of Moonstone Beach, but as you walk in, you're just you get this awesome natural light and you get to see the beach front. And it's as you're saying, it's not like your traditional Southern California beach. It was for people who've seen Big Little Lies. It feels like Big Little Lies vibes totally. a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. That boardwalk, especially. So like, you know, for my girlfriend and me, that was so cool to experience that. And obviously it's beautifully decorated and all that. But just the way it kind of washes over you 
as you walk into the lobby was so cool. And I appreciate you making spaces like this, especially for people who, I mean, we're getting better with COVID. Thank God. Hopefully things continue to get better. At the time when we went, it was December uh, of last year. And so things were still a little, little uh, strict and stuff. But Cambria was the perfect place because it's all outdoor private entrances into your room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're never in like a hallway. You're never in a confined indoor space. You can check out the lobby for as long as you'd like, or if you're not comfortable, you can go out and walk on the boardwalk literally across the street. So exactly. it, it it was such a beautiful moment. And we were coming back from Carmel and it was such a nice way for anybody who's doing that LA to NorCal drive. If you have an opportunity to break it up with uh, a night in between at Cambria and San Luis Creek Lodge, it was it was so lovely. So thank so you. Awesome. That's so awesome to hear. I really <laughs> love that. It's really it means a lot. You know, once I design it, I kind of step away. I walk away from the head hotel and then I just to hear how people's experiences were there is everything to me. I know what the photo I know what it looks like. Yeah. To hear how people experience the space is so meaningful and so rewarding. It's uh, it's really special to me and I just love it so much so and before we get into rapid fire I want to encourage people to check out photos and it's so fun to see the old photos I don't know how fun it is for you but for me it's (laughs) for me it's really funny because it's like oh my god I can't believe this is the same space that looked this way before um so just as like a thought experiment it's really cool to see but the before and after um since you got in there they were huge transformations and it just goes to show you that there's ways to do sustainable design by keeping the shell of buildings and really just focusing on the interiors and you know um and you can make huge impacts just by doing some minor things so yeah. 100%. So lastly, with some little rapid fire questions, I'd love to ask you first, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one skill or ability, what would it be? Oh, goodness. You mean in my profession, what it could be? Um, anything, yeah. It could be like it could be patience. It could be something in your profession. It could be anything. I think um, my I would love maybe um, just being maybe a little bit more uh, focused. You know, I do so many different things that it's, uh, I do write books and design and different projects and whatever, you know, I, I would love to kind of be just really be able to just do one thing all the time. That's the same. So. <laughs> Amen. And if there was a movie made about your life, if we, if we saw the Nina story play out in film, who would you like to portray you in that movie? What a question. Uh, <laughs> who would I want to portray? Um, uh, I don't know. Do you have any suggestions for me? Like, who do you think? The, I don't know. Just uh, just off resemblance, physical re- resemblance, Gwyneth Paltrow came to mind. But that's I mean, just that off physical resemblance. That's the nicest resemblance. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's really nice. Um, that's just the nicest. I don't know. Yeah, I just... Um, You're both also very design forward people. It, it, I don't know. There might be, there might be a uh, symbiosis there. <laughs> yeah, totally. She should call me. I'll do her. <laughs> Where's a place you haven't been to yet that you hope to visit? Uh, you know, I'm actually doing research for my third book and I'm uh, on my list, like on my desk right now is the Scottish Bothy Bible, which are those crazy mountain huts that are in Scotland that grow grass on the roof. I'm just, I think that the landscape of Scotland will totally blow me away and I've never experienced it. So that's on, it's on my desk. It's in my mind. I'm doing it. Amazing. And 
We have a Spotify playlist where we add each of our guest song recommendations. So what's a song you're jamming to right now or that you love to go back and jam to that we can add to our Spotify playlist on your behalf? Oh, my goodness. Well, I actually have some Whitewater playlists up there. Um, oh, amazing. Know, okay. Yeah. So um, I'm sure I could share that with you, one of the lobby playlists. And I do those every season based on my mood. And they were kind of there. Some of them were songs I designed to when I like, you know, listen. But, um, you know, it, I'm all over the map. I love like, a, you know, a folk band doing cover. I love Grateful Dead. I love, you know, like something that's a little pick me up. I'm all over the place. So, yeah. Awesome. We'll pick something off the. I'll pick something off the Whitewater playlist, cool. and we'll we'll put it on your behalf. And Love lastly, where can people check out your work? Keep up with you on social media. Plug all the things that there are to plug. Amazing. Well, I'm on uh, social media. I try to do it as much as I have time for, and not to like you know overwhelm people. But I'm on. Um, it's me at Nina Freidenberger. Um, uh, on Instagram. And then my website. Uh, you know, we update with new projects and and news that's happening, and that's really it. Or you can find me on The Expert. Uh, I do those experiences as well, which is a really interesting platform that kind of emerged. And, um, you know, people can always email info at houseinterior.com. And I'll Amazing. email that. Yeah. <laughs> we just scratched the surface today, but as you've alluded to, hotels is just a one part of the many amazing things you excel at in design. So people, please check out all those avenues because there's there's so much to enjoy and hotels are just a very fun, small part of it. Um, and for those curious about the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram at HDYDpod. Nina, thank you so much. You've got a million things going on and I appreciate you carving out the time to speak with me. It means a lot. Well, thank you so much for at First of all, you asked incredibly interesting questions. I feel so lucky <laughs> to be able to talk about my experience. Thanks for enjoying your time at Whitewater and uh, St. Louis Creek Lodge. And it's just been awesome. So congratulations on your podcast. It's awesome. What a great idea. Thank and you. I wish you so much success in this. It's awesome. So thank you. Amazing. I'm going to go now listen to these Whitewater playlists. I didn't know they're up there. So thank you for telling me about that. You're so welcome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again. Thank I really you. appreciate it. I hope you found value in today's conversation. If you still haven't left your review for How Do You Do Podcast, I'm going to walk you through the process right now, and it only takes 10 seconds. First, look at your phone screen and click where it says, How Do You Do Podcast, which is in purple. And if you're not seeing this, then you're probably listening to this on a different app. So I want you to click on where it says, Listen on Apple Podcasts, and then you'll see the purple link. Click that. Then you'll just scroll past all the previous episodes to where it says ratings and reviews and all you need to do is tap the star on the far right and you've left a five-star rating. I thank you in advance for taking the 10 seconds to do that and I really truly appreciate you listening to this episode. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and followers and I'll see you back here next week.